The Productive Woman, Episode 433. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, hi there. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about adjusting to and coping with change in our lives. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in this episode all in the show notes, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 433. This episode is brought to you by Calm. Do you ever have anxious thoughts? Are you restless at night? Or do you just not feel like your best self? All of these can be uh, the effect or an effect of change in our lives. Making sure we feel our best should be a top priority. And by spending a few minutes with calm each day, you can be sure that you're taking the necessary time to prioritize yourself. That's why I am so glad to continue to be partnering this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to help give you the tools to improve the way you feel. Calm can help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life, even when you're in the midst of major change in your life. Their guided meditations, their sleep stories, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions are all designed to give you the tools to improve the way you feel. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm, and even if you've never meditated before, you'll get the support you need to reduce stress, improve focus, and uplift your mood. The sleep stories can help you drift off quickly to recharge your brain, and what I love is if you've got kids in the house who maybe also could use some help with this area, They've got sleep stories specifically for kids to help calm their minds at night so you can rest assured that they're getting the sleep they need. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a very special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription with tons of content and new content added every week. So you can relax. Calm's got everything you need for a happier and healthier you. As I'll mention later in this episode, I have really been relying on the Calm Sleep Stories uh, to help me navigate through a major change in our life. And there are just so many different ones to choose from with all kinds of different narrators, some of whom you may have heard of, others who were new to me, but really helped me get to sleep. And in addition to those, they've got all these movement playlists, uh, different music tracks, curated music tracks and soundscapes, so many resources there to help you relax and feel better. For listeners of the show, as I said, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash TPW. So go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash TPW. Okay, so this week we're talking about change. And for those of us who are oriented to routine, 
change can be very difficult. And in fact, humans in general tend to prefer the familiar. We like to stay in our comfort zone. We've all heard that phrase. One article I read described the comfort zone this way. It's a behavioral space where your activities and behaviors fit a routine and pattern that minimizes stress and risk. The operative words here being stress and risk. This article says that in our comfort zone, there is a sense of familiarity, security, and certainty. And I don't know about you, but I love all those things. I crave all those things, familiarity, security, and certainty. The article says when we step outside of our comfort zone, we're taking a risk and opening up ourselves to the possibility of stress and anxiety. We're not quite sure what will happen and how we'll react. And that's certainly familiar to any of us who are routine oriented and who face change in our life. So, you know, what happens when something occurs that forces change to our day-to-day life and disrupts the routines that help us keep a sense of equilibrium? We talked about this way back in episode 44, so several years ago, I think maybe during the first year of this podcast, when we did an episode about surviving and embracing change. But a recent major change in our life that I've kind of alluded to already has me thinking about this again and digging in for help in coping myself. So what kind of change are we talking about? Any kind of change can be disruptive, uh, even a good change. So if you've got a new spouse, a new roommate, even a new baby, if you're dealing with illness, if you've got house guests for you know, a long period of time. If your spouse retires or is ill or injured and requires a a level of care that hasn't been necessary before. At work, change might be come in the form of a company merger or a major change in personnel or a change in your role or moving your operations to a new facility. At home, it might be kids returning from college, or it might be one of our children, uh, adult or younger, in a crisis of some kind that suddenly is is changing the way you have to do things because they require care, they require attention, or they're just there, present, um, changing routines. Many of us, most of us probably experienced some major change when COVID kept everyone home for long periods of time. Another kind of change for those of us, you know, in certain stages of our life is maybe a parent comes to stay because they can't live on their own or they're hospitalized and need to be visited. Any of those kinds of things and so many more kinds of changes can interfere, if you want to look at it that way, with our normal way of doing things. And for those of us who are particularly oriented towards routine and and appreciate routine, this can be very disruptive and disorienting. Whatever the change, even when it's a change we've chosen, it disrupts our schedule, it disrupts the routines that we rely on to give structure and form to our days, and can leave us feeling off balance, disoriented, and stressed. Uh, For my personal situation, the major change in our life is one we specifically and intentionally chose, uh, uh, but it has required big changes to the day. 
interruptions in a way, I'm using air quotes there, to my normal way of doing things as there's another person in our household who requires my attention in the mornings and evenings when I normally would have been following certain routines. Uh, It has created additional tasks, work, uh, additional appointments and errands that have not been part of my days or weeks for quite a long time. And uh, I have found myself feeling off balance and disoriented and very stressed over the last week. And that, again, is a change that we chose. If the change we're facing is not one we've chosen, the stress, just the sort of natural, normal stress of change might be compounded by the circumstances of the change. Maybe on top of just that, that the change itself, we've got worry or anxiety to deal with. I read in one article that according to health psychologist and Stanford lecturer, Kelly McGonigal, PhD, our negative perception around change can be more debilitating than the actual stressor itself. So when we are worrying or we are perceiving the change as a negative one, that actually can be more disruptive and more debilitating, as the article says, than the actual change itself. A Cleveland Clinic article about stress noted that the human body is designed to experience stress and react to it. Uh, This article says, when you experience changes or challenges, or known as stressors, your body produces physical and mental responses. That's stress. And that article shares the effects of ongoing stress. When a change is creating an ongoing amount of stress, it can have physical and mental and emotional effects, such as, according to this article, aches and pains, or chest pain, or a feeling like our heart is racing, exhaustion or trouble sleeping, headaches, dizziness or shaking, high blood pressure, muscle tension or jaw clenching, stomach or digestive problems, and a weakened immune system. On the emotional and mental front, the article says that uh, we can experience anxiety or irritability, depression, panic attacks, and sadness. All of these are can be effects of ongoing stress from any source, but here we're talking specifically about the stress we may experience or likely will experience from a change in our life. So how can we adjust so as to minimize that stress and retain our equilibrium? That's my question. That's what I've been asking myself this past week in my own life. And uh, I did some research to, uh, you know, find some help for myself that I hope maybe will also be encouraging and helpful to you as well. So according to one article called How to Thrive When Dealing with Change, and I will have links to all these articles in the show notes in case you want to check them out. Uh, But according to this, this particular article, two of the key tenets of coping with change are adaptability and flexibility. And the article says that adaptability is the way in which we alter our own previously held beliefs and notions to fit a new paradigm. And I, you know, I kind of underlined that because I thought, okay, that's what I need to do. I've got to alter my own notions about life to fit a new paradigm for this um, changed circumstance in our life. 
And the article says, for example, if your company has been acquired, you may have to adapt to an entirely different way of working. Finding acceptance and adapting when faced with inevitable change can lead you to a place of peace and resilience, which I love and I want those things. Um, The article goes on saying, especially when a change of structures and processes is not necessarily our own. And then, so that's adaptability. The other key tenant this article talks about is flexibility. And it says flexibility, on the other hand, is the process of meeting others halfway with the rollout of new procedures and ideas. This writer says work by its very nature is in constant flux as businesses respond to the marketplace. Denial and resistance to this change can create pain and tension. By remaining flexible, we allow both our fellow workers and ourselves to grow, evolve, and build resilience in the face of change. Now, this article is talking specifically about dealing with change in the workplace, but every bit of that, I think, applies to us in our personal lives as well. And I thought about, as I, you know, as I read this before, when it talks about uh, where it says denial and resistance to change create pain and tension, And I sort of flashed back to many years ago when I was having my babies and, you know, I, I learned what then we referred to as natural childbirth, but giving birth without um, medications. And one of the things that I learned as I studied about all this was in our bodies, when we resist, it creates tension and exacerbates pain. And so one of the techniques we learned for coping with the experience of labor and childbirth was learning techniques to relax our body muscles so they're not fighting against what the body is doing to give birth. So to me, that very concept is very, very applicable in a situation where we are experiencing a major change in our life. And if we deny it, Or if we resist it, whether consciously or unconsciously, we're going to create tension, which leads to pain. And so I loved the the concepts in this particular article about uh, cultivating and fostering adaptability and flexibility, being able to uh, accept the situation, relax into it and not fight against it. Those things are so key, I think, to adjusting to change. And it's something I've really been pondering in my own life as I've been experiencing these things this week. Um, So we can then acknowledge the change and acknowledge the effects on our routine instead of pretending it's all fine, it's all fine, we're just, I'm just going to keep pushing through doing what I always do, that actually in in a way is resisting the change, denying the change that's just going to create further tension as as we're frustrated in our attempts to, to keep things the way they always were in the face of whatever this change is. So the question I'm asking myself, and maybe you want to ask yourself if you're in a situation like this, is can you allow yourself to accept the change to your routine rather than resisting it? And then take it maybe even a step further and perhaps see it as an opportunity to reconsider your routine 
and revamp it in some ways to a new, fresh, maybe even better version of whatever routines have uh, helped you accomplish the things that you want to do each day. So something to think about there. And we'll talk about that a, a little bit more here in a minute. Another thing we can do to adjust so as to minimize that stress and retain our equilibrium in the face of change is to prepare if we can. So if we know the change is coming, um, what can we do to prepare for it? Now, in our case, this major change in our life, we knew it was coming uh, and and we probably could have prepared better than we did. I, I think I could have prepared mentally better than I did. But uh, if you know a change is coming and there are things you can do to prepare for it, whether physically or mentally, uh, that can minimize that stress and the disruption. So, you know, first of all, start to adjust your schedule accordingly before the change hits, if you know it's coming. And by that, I mean... Consider clearing out some white space in your calendar, um, you know, re, readjusting appointments and meetings and things like that to clear out some space to allow for the time and the energy and attention you're going to need to cope with the change time demands and the stresses of the change. Uh, so look at that if you can ahead of time and start to make some changes so that you're ready when the change comes. Think about the routines that you rely on and consider what are the most important elements of those routines, the the, the elements from which you get the most personal benefit. And then think about how can I keep those elements in place even if my usual routines are disrupted by the change that's coming. So for instance, a, a simple example might be if journaling or doing morning pages is really important to you as part of your morning routine, but your usual morning time is going to be disrupted because of whatever this change is in your life, because another person in your household or a a change in your work schedule or whatever, if this is important to you, can you keep that element, the journaling or the morning pages in your daily routine, but maybe choose another time to do it or uh, adjust when you start or how much time you spend on it? Can you do an abbreviated version of your usual routine, whether it's, you know, your morning routine, your evening routine, your getting the workday started routine, whatever those are, can you adjust things a little bit to keep what's most important out of that for you while still accommodating the the changes that come with whatever's happening in your life. Another step in preparation is, can you identify where you might need some help? Um, Whether, you know, people to take on certain tasks that you've done in the past or take on some of the new tasks that come with the changed circumstance, can you line up that help ahead of time? Can you think through that to be prepared so you're not suddenly inundated with whether it's tasks or emotional stuff uh, for which you need help, get that help lined up ahead of time. Either way, if you are able to prepare, start to set up some boundaries for others, but also for yourself that, um, you know, whether it's that I'm not going to try to do all this myself, I'm going to set some boundaries over what I'll allow myself to take on or what I'll allow others to demand of me during this transition time and this adjustment time. Don't wait until you're at 
or beyond the breaking point to start uh, looking for help or setting boundaries. So those are some things maybe we can do to prepare for change if we know it's coming. Another thing we can do to help uh, adjust and and thereby minimize the, st- the effects of the stress of a change is to work on managing our mind. And this is something I need to do all the time. It's something I need to work on all the time. It's, it's a constant um, part of my life trying to bring my mind back in, into control, I guess. Uh, but it's especially important if we are f- uh, facing an impending major change or in the midst of it. And so what do I mean by managing our mind? I, I think it's just be- becoming aware, very conscious of what our minds are doing and taking charge in a sense. And it starts to me with acknowledging the feelings, whatever we're feeling about it. Uh, whether, you know, we, I, I know that I was having some feelings about this particular change this week that I felt bad about. And the only thing worse than feeling bad is feeling bad about feeling bad. I mean, I felt like a bad person for feeling the way I was. And I, you know, really had to kind of do some work on that. One article I read encourages us to quiet our minds when we're in the midst of a change. And then this, the article said, in the midst of a change we fear, our thoughts can be our worst enemy. Be conscious of what your mind is telling you. Are your fears rational? Or are you possibly only allowing yourself to focus on the worst possible outcome? This article quotes a, a therapist who says, if calming your mind seems difficult, you can try relaxation techniques such as mindfulness or deep breathing. Getting active is a great way to clear your head too. Taking a little time away from the problem can help you gain control of your thoughts and help you evaluate the situation more clearly. And this, I think, is such important advice for those of us who are uh, feeling the effects of of a stressful change, especially one that we didn't want, that we didn't choose. So acknowledging those feelings and quieting our mind, giving ourselves the opportunity to sort of slow down, breathe a little bit, and get some perspective. Uh, We can also learn to look for the positive. And as I've said before, this is something I have to work on all the time because by nature, I tend to see what can go wrong. So both by nature and by training as a lawyer, my mind goes to all the ways things can go wrong. And I have to consciously and purposely choose to direct my mind toward the positive. And so we can ask ourselves, what is good about this change? As Maya Angelou has said, if you can't change it, change your attitude. And that's what we can do. We can do that. I'm not saying it's easy. It's certainly not easy for me. I default to the negative and it's not something I like about myself, but it's something I recognize. But I also can recognize that I can choose where my mind goes. I can choose to bring it back to something more positive and more, you know, that serves me better. I saw a quote on social media this week that has really encouraged me during a week when I was really struggling with the effects of this major change. And the quote was this, every day isn't a good day, but there is good in every day if you have eyes to see it. And I really needed 
to read that this week. To me, what this is saying is that we can train ourselves to intentionally and consciously look for the good in any situation. And I am trying to encourage myself to do that. And I would say, take it beyond just looking for and thinking about it, but actually write it down and say it out loud to ourselves. Here's what's good about this situation. Here's a good thing that's come from this. Here's a way I'm going to benefit or others will benefit, whatever it might be, but on purpose to look for the good in in the change that, whether it's a change you chose or especially if it's a change you didn't choose for yourself. One good thing about change is something I saw in an article on HuffPost, and and this is what this writer said. While staying in your comfort zone can result in consistent, steady performance, stepping out of your comfort zone into a new and challenging task can create the conditions for optimal performance. Think about it. Did you ever do something you were really proud of when you were in autopilot mode? So there's one thing that can be good about change. It can push us into a a new way of thinking and maybe a a better and stronger way of being in the world. So anyway, looking for the positive is an important part of managing our thinking all the time, but especially when we are in the midst of a change. A third thing we can do is to focus on what we can control. I think this is especially important in a change that you didn't choose, such as a major change at your workplace. I found a a very helpful article on the Indeed website called How to Adapt to Change in the Workplace. And again, all these articles are linked in the show notes, and I encourage you to check them out if, if it sounds like there might be something relevant or helpful to your situation. But In this article, the writer encourages us to allow yourself to focus on the tasks and responsibilities you have complete control over. This shift in mindset, the writer says, away from what you can't control can leave you feeling happier and more fulfilled. Don't we all want that? The writer goes on to say, to help yourself focus on big projects or even big obstacles, try breaking them down into small pieces Ask yourself what you can achieve today and focus on the problem or project one piece at a time. The important thing is to only try to control things that you can control. This was so helpful to me because, again, in the situation in our life, there are a whole lot of things I cannot control, and that's what I've been fixated on, um, what I can't do anything about. And this reminder to bring my thoughts back to, okay, yeah, I can't do anything about A, B, or C, but D, I could do something about. So what can I focus on and what little piece can I do today to make progress in this area? In the workplace situation, this this article goes on to say, you can also take the opportunity to reflect on what you want from your career identify any skills you want to learn or further develop and add those to your list of goals to focus on. Knowing you can control your own professional development can increase your feelings of personal satisfaction, even as you find your workplace changing. Again, this isn't aimed specifically at change in the workplace, but my goodness, that's so applicable in our personal lives as well, right? 
So that I found that very, very helpful to me, even though the change that I'm thinking about is not in my workplace. So much of what that article had to say was really helpful. Another thing we can do to minimize the, the effects of the stress of a change to adapt is to pay attention to and prioritize our physical health. As women, so often that gets dropped off the list when stresses come in or new demands come in. It's like the last thing we're going to pay attention to because our, our heads are somewhere else. But in that vein of focusing on what we can control and paying attention to that, caring for our physical bodies is a really important part of dealing with the effects of stress that might come from a change. And so I encourage you to do that. It's so key. Our physical health is so key to to managing the effects of the stress that come with change. And remember, I talked a little earlier about some of those physiological, mental, and emotional um, effects that we can experience if we are stressed out over a change. So take care of your body. Make a point of choosing healthier food options during this stressful time. And I'll admit this is difficult if you're a stress eater as I am. My tendency when I am stressed and anxious is to reach for something to to eat. And I'm, I'm trying to make better choices about that so that my body is better able to cope with the physiological effects of stress. Drink plenty of water. We get dehydrated before we feel thirsty and dehydration contributes to fuzzy thinking. And when we're in the midst of a change that challenges our routines and our thinking and, you know, all of those things, we need to think clearly. So eating well, drinking plenty of water, get some movement in. It's a huge stress reliever to move our bodies. So it doesn't have to be a major workout unless you have time and and the ability to do that. Even just going for a walk outside, if you can, for five minutes can make a difference. Getting some kind of movement of our bodies in every day is even more important when we're in the midst of coping with a change. Sunshine and fresh air can make a huge difference. And in a time when you are adjusting to and coping with a, a change, do everything you can to get enough rest to allow your body and mind to recover. And I know that's hard. It's hard for me in that kind of situation because often we have trouble sleeping during these transition times or these times of change. Uh, we lie awake because we, you know, when the day ends and we go to bed and we're, we're exhausted, but the mind just goes crazy. This is a good opportunity to work on managing our minds. And so to get enough rest to allow our bodies to perform well and our minds to perform well and do what needs to be done, do your best to enforce a reasonable bedtime for yourself. If a change, whatever change you're experiencing involves conflict with other people, Try to avoid really weighty discussions or arguments in the evening that will you know, make it more difficult to get to sleep. Streamline your evening routine to allow enough time to prepare yourself physically and mentally for bed. And not just because they're a sponsor of this show, but just because I need it, I have been relying heavily on the Calm app to get to sleep at night and to get back to sleep when I wake up during the night, as I have been several times. Basically, 
When you realize you're feeling anxious or stressed, use whatever techniques help you soothe that. Whether it's deep breaths for 30 seconds, intentional relaxation of your tense muscles, any number of things can help. A, a few minutes of a guided meditation through the Calm app or something else, whatever works for you, any of those things can help your prioritizing your physical and mental health during a difficult time. The next thing we can do to help adapt in times of change is to look very closely at our schedule. Whether the change involves additional like physical work kinds of things you need to do or just more mental and emotional work, if you can pare back your schedule for a while to allow time for that, that can make a big difference. So honestly evaluate your commitments and appointments and obligations, the things on your calendar and on your to-do list, and really honestly distinguish the must-dos from the want-to-dos or the ought-to-dos. And for instance, at work, maybe with respect to obligations to your boss, maybe have an honest conversation and ask them what they believe the must-dos are that need to be uh, focused on during a transition time. So you're looking at your schedule, you're figuring out, have I got too much on here? Do I need to clear out to make some space? What can be moved? How can I rearrange things to accommodate the new things I have to do? For me, I've had to sort of rearrange when I do conference calls and some other things to allow for additional errands that need to be run or tasks that I need to do to accommodate this uh, the needs of this additional person in our home. Make sure as you are looking at your schedule that you are purposely making time for what I'll call restorative activity, things that help you kind of restore your equilibrium, your peace. This requires you to know yourself well and know what is restorative to you. If you're an introvert, maybe you need to make space in a busy life uh, for quiet and solitude and to do something that you find absorbing and relaxing. If, if on the other hand, you're a, an extrovert, maybe you need to make time for social interaction, uh, coffee with a friend, lunch with a colleague, whatever it might be that you find restorative. Make time for that. Whatever it is for you, even if it's just a few minutes at a time, purposely make time for that in your calendar. It's part of taking care of yourself so that you're in a good and strong position to cope with this change. Of course, look for ways to improve your efficiency at the tasks you must do so they take up less of your day. All the things we talk about on this podcast, uh, put those into effect for sure. Batching tasks so you can be very efficient about getting them done. Use those productivity tools that have worked for you. Make sure you're writing things down. Uh, During times of change and stress, our minds are preoccupied. So don't add to that stress by trying to hold things in your head. Really lean into the tools that can help clear your mind and help you to cope with change. And of course, ask for and accept help. We tend to want to bear the load alone, don't we? You'll tell yourself that you're the only one who can do this thing or who can do it right, but we all have limits. And the truth is, 
You're not the only one who can do everything. There are some things only you can do. I'm the only one who can be a mom to my adult kids. I'm the only one who can be a wife to Mike. You know, there are certain things that only I can do, but there are other things, elements of our day-to-day life and elements of whatever this, this changed circumstance is that other people can also do. And we need to allow ourselves to ask for help and accept it. So whether in your professional life or your personal life, ask for help, get other people involved in doing the things that need to be done. And in that same vein of asking for and accepting help, talk to somebody if that helps. Talk to your spouse, talk to a good friend or a colleague, talk to a counselor or a coach or a therapist. Uh, It can make a huge difference. Someone else might be able to see solutions to whatever you're struggling with that you're just too close to to see. It made a big difference to me when I finally sort of just had a conversation with Mike about what I was feeling and, and what I was sort of beating myself up for feeling, just sometimes just talking through the challenges or the emotions or whatever that you're facing will help relieve that stress. Even if no solutions come out of it, um, we're, we're allowing someone else to sort of help us bear the load. And finally, I say this to you, and and I'm trying to say it to myself as well. In a situation where you're adjusting to change, whether it's a change you've chosen or one that's come upon you uh, against your will, give yourself some grace. All we can do is whatever we can do. Do what you can. Give yourself some time and some space to adapt to the change situation. Remind yourself, it won't always be this hard. Change is hard, especially in the beginning, but eventually you, we, I will adjust to the change and settle into a new routine that will help us make days that work for us. And in the meantime, maybe find a mantra to soothe yourself, whether it's this too shall pass. Nothing lasts forever, right? Uh, the, The feeling, the change, the change circumstance may be you know, an indefinite one, but the feelings, the the stress, the resistance, the difficulty won't stay. It will get easier. So remind yourself that this too shall pass. Another mantra that works for me, and I've talked about this in the past, is I can do anything for a while. And again, whatever works for you. So I guess some thoughts on this. I actually was very comforted by what I learned as I started researching for this episode because I found that there are scientific reasons for why change is hard for most of us. And what that says to me is my struggles with adapting to this major change in my life doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. And that that was very encouraging. And I was also encouraged to find that there are lots of suggestions for ways to cope with the stress and emotions while my mind adjusts to the change. So if you're in a similar situation, if you're experiencing or about to experience a change that's disrupting your routines, pushing you out of your comfort zone, and maybe throwing you for a bit of a loop, give yourself time and grace, because I'll bet you're doing better than you think you are. So those are my thoughts. I'd love to know what you think. How do you cope when change disrupts your usual routines? 
I'd love to hear from you on that. You can share your thoughts on this, your questions, your comments in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 433 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Or maybe if you want a little bit more privacy uh, to limit the conversation to those of us in this community, the Productive Woman Community Facebook group is a great place to continue this conversation, to share ideas and encouragement and, and look for a little support in whatever change maybe that you're dealing with. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or just reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash T-P-W for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Definitely check it out. Let me know if it helps you as much as it has helped me. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile and you found something that helps or encourages you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.